0: dr Radamaker's prescription for transformation let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire join dr rademaker for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence our body intelligence and our energy intelligence and now here's your host dr bart Radamaker.
1: hashtag real people, hashtag real conversations. And as always, it's tapping into that intelligence around us. We're not in a random universe. Things are happening on purpose in one form or another. And it's just a matter of that awareness of how it does actually happen on purpose. So tapping into that brain intelligence, your body intelligence, as well as the energy intelligence is really what it is all about. And more importantly, having this platform, just bringing these amazing people, individuals, and oftentimes individuals that you need to hear, that not necessarily are up in front in the news and everything else. But these are the real people doing the real things out there, creating real magic, and really, in a sense, kind of shining the lights to other people so that we can follow them, discovering, you know, the, the challenges that they get to face that they get to um, overcome and then pave a path for them and for their success. And success in our lives, if you really think about it, is really about how is it that we can be successful by simply modeling other people's success? It's just a matter of tapping into that, that success of others, modeling them, using the same prescription, if you will, the same recipe, and creating the success for ourselves. And so that's why I like this platform so much, because I'm bringing these voices, these new solutions out here. So you're not that accidental tourist in your own life, but where you can be that disciplined, learned person that researches what's possible, the how-to, the psychology, whatever that success model is, so that you can create that success and then make changes for other people that they can benefit from today. And it's really exciting for me to talk to Terry Burney. I've known her for quite some time and I've, in in essence, kind of um, worked with her in a different aspect, more of a medical aspect in the past. And I was always very much impressed with her desire, her conviction, her ambition to go way beyond what she was doing then. She started off as a dental hygienist, a very good one, by the way. And then I saw how she transformed into taking over dental practices. Really teaching these doctors, if you will, how to be running their practices. And then she realized, if I may make that assumption, and she can verify this in a little bit herself, is how she realized that, you know, this world of just managing a dental practice was way too small for her. And then she broke out. But she broke out in a really, really smart way. She did her research. She continued working as a dental hygienist, doing the research and figuring out, you know what? I've I've got a brain. I got ideas. I got inventions all in my head and they deserve to come out. So I want to welcome today, Terry. How are you? Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Wow, what an
2: introduction. Thank you so much. Well,
1: That's it's all accurate, right?
2: Um yes, I definitely think I definitely have the ambition and um you know, I thank you. Those are great compliments. I hope that yes, they are all accurate.
1: <laughs> they're all true and they're all accurate. And you know what? You're very humble with that as well and and really, that also um, shows how great you are, because I think the people that are most humble in their accomplishments are the ones that also get to really recognize and respect their accomplishments, but also other people, rather than just pretending to the rest of the world how great they are. You're actually showing that. So, you know, another compliment is coming your way. So 3D, 3B Global, I almost said 3D, 3B <laughs> Wow. So tell us a little bit about your story.
2: Um, well, you're dead on. We, we started off as a dental hygienist, um, grew into uh, helping practices uh, concentrate more on their dental hygiene practice uh, and also the dental practice as a whole. Um, from there, you're, you're definitely accurate. I wanted to pursue a little bit more. I always uh, wanted to develop a product for patients that actually meant something. I really wanted to do something great. At the time, I wasn't sure exactly of what product but I wanted to make something for the oral hygiene, um, and that's kind of brought me into my first product line. I definitely did the research on you know what it takes to bring a product forward, the clinical studies behind it, the years, the money, you know every all the challenges of starting you know your own thing. And um, I worked for a long time, still practicing hygiene while I you know was in studies and uh, did my research, and then. Before you know it, I kind of got to the end, you know, and and had this product, um, educated the public. It was definitely um, accepted and uh, it's well-respected, which I'm very proud of in in my profession, uh, the dental uh, community. And that kind of just opened other channels of wanting to, you know, make more and make products that help, you know, people and And I've learned something in all of that, which is- What was
1: that like, actually? Let me interrupt you there right now. What was that like in the beginning? Because what was that fire inside of you that said, hey, you know what? I want to make this happen. I mean, what decision were you making at that point?
2: You know, I always felt bad for patients. I'll be honest, you know, being a mother, I always felt like there was always really great products and how come they're always so expensive? Mm -hmm. And I thought I really wanted to make something that was not that expensive and yet deliver the same type of results. So it was more or less conquering that, making myself feel good that I did something that was, you know, for for our patients.
1: So do you want to share what that product is?
2: Uh, It's called Oral SteriClean. Uh, It's a UV toothbrush sanitizer. It's a FDA medical device. And it kills the most important bacteria that live deep inside your bristles. Also, the same technologies for pacifiers, baby bottles, and those bacteria uh, are related to our biggest uh, medical conditions today, which is heart attack, stroke, and a lot of
1: medical diseases. So if somebody wants to purchase this product, I mean, where, where can they get that now?
2: But they can go to oralstericlean.com, 3B Global, find us on Amazon. Uh, they can ask their dental offices. Um, most of the dental professionals
1: uh, carry it know what product. Okay, great. So um, how many countries do you find this product in?
2: Uh, well, we're growing. And um, so we are – the Oral Care Clean has been on the market now for four years. Uh, right. We are in 10 different markets. And, um, you know, every country is different. They all have different regulations. Some have a different look. Um, but basically, we're in 10 different
1: different countries. So, so from start to finish, from, from that moment that you decided, okay – you know i'm gonna do this um and you obviously saw a problem right and 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 you felt this desire this need in that at some point you made that decision okay i'm gonna start doing something how long did it take from that moment to the moment where you actually sold the first product how long was that
2: Um, Well, I was in studies for a while. So the day that I, you know, left the profession, you know, it it became, you know, of course, you you always, you know, you face the challenge of, okay, now it's a lot more time in the direction of your business. At some point, you'll have to leave your career. So that day that I had was done with my career, it took about nine months.
1: Nine months. Mm -hmm. So that was full-time. So was that a little scary at first? Because
2: Yeah, you know, it was. I mean, a couple of odd ones here and there. But, you know, we just had to find our path. And, you know, you definitely have to be organized and have a plan. You know, Ignite that plan, trial and error. Um, uh, and, you know, we wanted to make sure that we introduced it the right way. It wasn't about just selling products. We wanted to make sure that we got the message out there. And all that takes planning. And, you know, when you start off, you always have a smaller crew. And that smaller crew can only do so much and you grow from there. So everything adds on to the, the time log.
1: So here, so what I like to make this, this talk about today really is, you know, the how to, it's always about modeling success. So in your particular case, I mean, you trained as a dental hygienist, right? And Perfect. then you decide, okay, I want to do something. And so there was a lot of learning that you had to do, not only Obviously, you had to research the product if it, if it was viable, right? So then I have two questions for you. How did you figure out how to have a better product in that respect or a product that was less expensive? And then how did you figure out how all the parts? I mean, obviously, you, you have to uh, manufacture it. Right. And you have to market it and you have to sell it. I mean, there's a lot of parts you're just kind of glancing over. So if somebody were listening in, right, and how how would, what are the steps? What were I mean, your steps? The, the steps
2: definitely are not just jumping in, you know, and, and winging it or figuring it out. I mean, you definitely have to have the support of, you know, the people around you to guide you along the way. So at the beginning, you really do rely on, on, you have to really understand the regulations, what you're getting into, and rely on your legal teams, you know, to help you to make sure that you're making the right decisions.
1: And, and how did you learn the manufacturing part? I mean, how did you learn the business part? I mean, how, well, how did you learn those parts?
2: Well, definitely there's, uh, I definitely have a, a mentor. I think that everyone kind of has someone that they know or a mentor that guides them along the way. And you know, of course, I give the, him, you know, all the credit, uh, definitely my mentor has uh, 20 years of manufacturing experience. So the, the logistics of movement of product and maneuvering it and understanding, you know, all those pieces that from one country, how do you bring it to the next? Uh, I have to give him credit, taught me, you know, every step. And um, from there, I, you know, I was already involved in the science, that's what I loved about the profession. And um, from there, of course, we started adding the team members that you know knew the departments um, that we built.
1: So, did you did you know this this mentor already, or did you look look and find him? Okay, so that helps.
2: Absolutely, definitely.
1: So, is there a way to find people like this? If, if somebody wants to start something new, I mean, I mean, what what do you? you know, recommend?
2: I, I always think I when I look at you know people's businesses, usually you know it's surrounded by family or there's some type of history. There's a story of why they started, rather a friend or so. I always feel that someone had someone, you know, that they kind of could look into or guide them along the way or had a little bit more experience than them. So that I definitely would recommend. You know it, it definitely obviously helps they've been through it they understand it you know when you have those pieces kind of put together for you it, it definitely helps
1: absolutely mm-hmm. so did you also write a whole business plan before you really started yes because you're familiar with the statistics right About
2: yes well, and, I, and that's why i always say a lot of research you know we've done so much research in all different categories you know who's your market And you know who are the people that you're trying to target, and and what is their um, the reaction when you you do introduce it? What's important to the person? What's important to moms for their kids? You know, all that has to be researched. Depending on what you're doing, you know, what is your purpose? I think that that's always been my you know foundation to the whole business. Is I have such a passion for it, and the purpose is to. You know, nail bringing out awesome products that I feel great making. And by doing that, it never feels like a day's work, really. And I work the most hours I've ever worked, you know, but you love it so much that it just never feels like
1: work. So I think that's the key issue. And that's exactly what I discover as well is that, you know, when you're passionate about something, it's sort of like you get up at all hours of the day or night, just go out and work and have fun doing it. And then ultimately, some way, some form or another, you know, um, you're going to get paid because ultimately, you know, this needs to be sustainable, and so so that you do do get paid. But getting back to the business plan, because what I understand is this is that uh, I think the numbers are, you know, most businesses after five years, you know, are no longer in in, in existence, really, because um, they don't have a business plan. And so that's 80%, you know, are gone within five years. And then in the next 10 years, there's another 80% that's gone. So basically most businesses are gone after 10 years. And right. most generally it's because they don't have a business plan. And it's interesting because as a life coach um, and as a business coach, I coach a lot of people. And it's interesting the resistance and the reluctance to to actually, you know, write up a business plan. And I think for so many people, it's just too hard. It's too hard because they don't know what to do. And so that's the big problem. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know how to make this happen. They come up with all sorts of questions that they don't answer. And obviously, having a mentor is really critical. So if there were, if there was somebody out there that doesn't have a mentor, do you have any thoughts and ideas how people could find them?
2: I mean, I definitely think, you know, the wonderful world of internet gives you a lot of information, right? So the more research you can do, you know, obviously that's that's going to help if, if we're talking about a business plan. There's a lot of free information on, you know, simple business plans, even jotting it down and starting off, you know, in a simple format and growing from there is obviously going to help. But there's also a lot of local communities. Um, you know, banks or institutes that help with, you know, guiding a small business and getting started. So I think that that's always available as well. You know, which is very important. Okay.
1: All right. So, um, so let's talk about something else. So, um, I went. I knew you were were doing this, and. Um, I knew that you had a product and you were very excited about it. And then I hadn't talked to you for, for quite some time. You know, I, th- I think you were busy doing some things. And I think busy doing a total of 27 products.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: That's amazing. So tell me about the different categories of products then.
2: Well, we have our line of, uh, UV sanitizers, which I touched up on.
1: Um, then with, you know, it kind of
2: developed into, uh, our department of baby products. So we, we brought out some baby products that we definitely designated a nice big group, uh, for. And we, we, um, that kind of led to, uh, our big, biggest group that's growing, which is 3B Fun. 3B Fun, uh, has been, we've been bringing out products that, just are really unique and they're very creative. Uh, in the past few years, we developed, uh, we partnered with a team called ThinkUp. And that's exactly what they do. They have 30 years of the, the most creative mind that I've ever known. We kind of put our strategies together. And the last few years, we've been coming out with some really amazing products.
1: So what, what company was that, did you say? ThinkUp. ThinkUp.
2: Yep. ThinkUp.
1: Okay t-i-a-t-i-t-h-i-n-k up okay Yep.
2: great and i think so, that you know, when you when you start off with your business and you're growing you start meeting people that have obviously been in the industry and you know relationships get formed and before you know it you know companies kind of merge together partnerships are made and you you know create this wonderful company and i think that that's always encouraging and not knowing where your company's going and, and it's going in a positive direction just makes it that much better.
1: So, when, when you were 15 years old, if you remember that, right? <laughs> it, were you an inventor then? Did you think you're going to invent stuff and, and, and be doing what you're doing now or not?
2: No, you know, in my time, we were tomboys. So, I think I was too busy <laughs> playing softball.
1: <laughs> so, so, now you're a tomboy with the big leads in the big business, right? <laughs> right. right. So, so, talk about baby products. T- tell us a little bit about your baby products.
2: Well, that department we definitely have enjoyed so much. We love all the feedback that we get from parents and moms specifically.
1: You know, the baby category
2: is definitely a big category. I mean, it's just, it's, it, there's a lot of, I can't say anything other than fun. I mean, there's a lot of regulations really need to you know know the regulations and make sure that you bring out you know the, the products that obviously fall within the safety regulations but at the end of the day it's very rewarding because you have these wonderful products that are fun that babies are using and they enjoy them
1: they're safe so can you can you share some examples of the products
2: um you know you caught me right i actually don't have one in front of me here's oh. one
1: all right well, th- well tell us what they are because <laughs> because uh, the guy underneath here, he's, he's a fresh dad, so he needs all the Oh, uh,
2: There you go. Well, we have products called Cuddles Me, and uh, it has a all-silicone pacifier and a plush elephant. We have five characters that's attached to the pacifier for cuddling purposes. Uh-huh. Um, I'll just show you one more. So this falls into our fun category, and this one's one of my favorites. They're called monkey buds. So they're earbuds. There it the was. shape of a monkey.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you just can't go wrong with monkeys, can you? You just can't.
2: You know, of course, the face goes up and down, so it's uh, totally adjustable <laughs> to
1: <monkeys. laughs> so, so what, What's that, Blake?
0: Well, you can't go wrong with monkeys, okay? No, yeah. you can't go
2: wrong with monkeys. That's a-
0: right. In my house, we call them effalumps, not elephants. We call them effalumps. <laughs> it's our favorite animal. That is adorable. So, so I'll take one of those. Bart, handle that.
1: Yeah, we'll <laughs> take care of that. So, Thank so you. It. One right, thing right. I wanted to
2: just touch up on, when because I wanted to make sure that I mentioned this, if there's anything I learned along the way, is that when you're developing your business plan, you know, it's, it's to be adjusted again and again. And the more you can always go back to that, and if it's completely different from where you started, that's okay, because the path, kind of might change a little bit. And while it changes, you want to make sure that you change your plan and have that vision, you know, fit into your new plan structure.
1: You know, and I think that's a very valid point because it's it's also one of the first things that I share with people because, you know, one of the biggest fears of a lot of people, at least that's been my experience in, in coming up with that plan, they're trying to come up with that perfect plan. And that's kind of sort of limitation in that process. Like, oh, I don't know how, how I'm gonna make this perfect. And I said, no, it's not about having that perfect plan. It's just having a roadmap out there that you're constantly wanting to adjust. The whole beauty and benefit of a plan is that this is something that you've written down that you can make changes to later on. But unless you write it down, you don't know what you're changing. And so the critical point here is yes, absolutely. You're 100% right. And because, again, it's, it's, it's the, the same metaphor um, with an airplane crossing the Atlantic, say, from New York to, to uh, London. And I always ask people this, especially when we talk about business plans, is, you know, how, it's a five-hour flight. You know, how often do you think they, they do a course correction? And most people think, oh, maybe once or twice. Well, I believe it's every 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes they make a course correction, if not sooner or it's somewhere in that ballpark because the point is, is that, you know, the environment is constantly changing different winds, different, this, different temperatures, whatever. So really pushing that plane off course. So if they didn't change you know, right. instead of going to London, you know, they end up probably in, in Iceland or something. And it's the same thing with business. The reason businesses, you know, can move forward is by constantly making those little shifts, being flexible, being adaptable, and if you look at companies that are you know still here after a hundred years, it's because they adapted, they shifted, they changed. Things, companies like Kodak did not, which is unfortunate because that was a great company, but mm-hmm. they failed to see you know the future and they failed to to adapt. You're down. You're down. So mm-hmm. so you know, so well, getting back to the 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 baby products, because again, we, we've got a captive audience here with Blade. So can I see that one again that you showed, the the first one? Uh, but hold it still so we can see it on the on the screen.
2: Let me grab here. I will. Let me grab a couple things here. How
1: about this one? You see your big smile there, Blade? I, mean, I didn't geez. know you
2: were going to ask me this, so here we go. We have We got, uh,
1: we got a camera here. So called- hold it still. This is Baby Stash. Can you see
2: that?
1: Yeah, hold it still, though. Oh, there we go.
2: So, what is that?
0: (laughs) It's a Groucho Marx pacifier. (laughs) That completely (laughs) isn't
2: that cute. So, we have you know four characters. This one is the barber. Uh, This one's the wrangler, and then we have the professional and Romeo.
0: (laughs) Very good. I've never seen one like that. That's a credit.
2: All right. These are FDA medical devices. They're safe. You no, know, great products. People love love the characters. We've had a lot of fun with them.
1: Don't don't move it around so much because you can't see it. Sorry. Right? So keep it still there. All right. So I got a question for you. I, I wanna know what was the thinking behind this one? How did this how did this happen?
2: Well, that's funny you say that. So mustaches were, you know, coming out and they were popular, right? we thought of course we wanted to create a mustache pacifier but it wasn't enough for us you know we our team really played with a lot of things we did a lot of research and then we just fell in love with the kissable part of it and so we didn't want to just put lips without a story we wanted to create a story so the story took a while to create we had to create the characters we came up with romeo like i said the barber and we have a lot of you know the pictures tell the story and once we kind of created the story, it brought it out alive. You know, it, the barber's a barber, you know, he's in a barber shop and they're cute characters. And that told the story that, you know, made it fun. That is where people fell in love with them because they weren't just a pacifier with a set of lips. And I think that's important. You know, you have to really give it your all and be creative and bring it alive to people. I think when you bring it alive, you know, if you, you, you've conquered
1: your purpose uh, so let me let me share an insight for me but i, I want to get a response from blade first what do you think of that blade
0: uh, i think it's awesome because it's unique and i've never seen anything like it ever and and next you need a milk mustache you know <laughs> 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 that, and, and then you have it <laughs> you got I, it. I i i've never seen something like that have you bart that's why i like it so much it's so hard to come up with no. something unique
1: and, and here's my immediate response. My immediate response to this one is absolute delight because I can see myself seeing this little baby with this kissable mustache, and I'm just going to totally light up. And what <laughs> does that do? The baby lights up too because the baby's responding to the environment, and and lighting up in such a delightful and different way than normal. You know, when you see a with baby with a pacifier, it's like, okay, you know, do I touch it? Do I do I say anything? Do I do any weird things? But when you spontaneously see this mustache right in front of you on a little baby, I mean, you've got to start laughing. Yeah. Right. And your whole energy raises. And I don't know if that was your thought with this.
2: Absolutely. 100%. And when you think about when you look at a pacifier, I mean, it's just a pacifier, right? There's not really that much cuteness to the pacifier. It's the baby that's adorable that's sucking the pacifier. And of course, like I said, you know, when we were doing our research and really understanding how we were gonna bring it out and what again, going back to your plan, you know, what is your plan? What's the purpose? What audience are you trying to capture? Of course, it was easy to, you know, come up with the characters and relate.
1: On that level. I don't know if you're familiar with this particular science. And and again, this is why this platform is so cool, because we can bring in all these ideas that are you know, all over the place and, and become much more generative, collaborative, as I say. You know, one of the things I talk about is that when you're getting that more information, this is the purpose of my, my platform, is that you can really find out more, more fundamentally what's your identity. With more information, you know who you are. With more identity or more solid identity, then you also can proclaim your own you know, independence. And from that, you create what I call the genitive collaboration where we can collaborate with each other. Because here's what's interesting, specifically about what you just shared right now is, is this, is that um, we have our our neurons. We have in the brain, we have all these nerve cells. And within the, the cells, um, we have all the DNA. And the problem with... with a lot of this is that we're still very unfamiliar with how everything functions. But one thing we're very clear with is that there's a thing that we call mirror neurons. And so in essence that, that if, if my neurons are mirroring your neurons and I'm going to mirror what you're doing. And so there is this kind of connection. It's a very unconscious connection between people is that when you feel something – then our mirror neurons are going to fire off and are going to feel the same thing. You know, how, how contagious is a yawn? So let me yawn right now. No. So (laughs) how, and that's what happens. And so, especially when, when, um, babies then recognize, you know, a kind of experience and energy of someone else, not only by recognizing the face, but also energetically, they're going to respond. And that's just a great thing.
2: Yes all
1: right so what else what other baby products do you have
2: um well we have I, I was kind of showing it earlier so i took it out of the box for you this is called cuddles me and i have a heart shaped handle it's, you know 100 silicone and what's different about it is that it's detachable so that a child can put any type of pacifier on it and you can wash it
1: so can't hold up the cuddle thing so just without moving it so we can see it
2: let me just put this back, clip it,
1: and there you go.
2: So the child, of course, has it in their mouth, and they're cuddling. The cuddles me animal.
1: Huh. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. All right. Any more baby products? What well, we
2: have a lot of different things. We, have, uh, we actually have a, a, a great uh, line. Where actually, we've been doing the story for nine months, uh, almost a year. It's called My Pixel Kids. And we've had over a million views, so we're very proud to to know that our research has gone well beyond, the response has gone well beyond uh, what we had anticipated. Um, their characters are adorable. There's, you know, so many stories we've created. Uh, we we're up to three, uh, 30, 30 nighttime rhymes, and they're, you know, tailored for the child between two and four uh, years of age. They're adorable characters, you're just going to have to look at it. <laughs> All
1: right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and so what's, what's some of the very specific feedback that you're getting from parents in regards to any of these things?
2: Um, you know, I think that uh, genuinely you
1: get like really great,
2: um, you know, comments about the products. I love when people mention about our customer service i think that that's very important you know did they have a good experience um we have our rule is you know 100 percent we guarantee everything if there's as much as a complaint of course you know we'll take the product back our return rate is under one percent so you know we're doing a good job um i think the just the customer appreciation is probably one of the best things that you can get
1: and how are you go ahead.
0: So silicon, you mentioned silicon. what's the deal on that? That's pretty important, I guess.
2: Um, it's just a safe, you know, it's a safety uh, material for your child. It's all natural, it's safe, you know, so there's a lot of protection to it and you're not dealing with
1: any plastics.
0: hmm Okay. But Bart knows about that, I think.
1: Mm. So um now let's talk a little bit about the other product, the other category, the fun, the fun category. So, um, yeah. so tell me a little bit about what products you have there.
2: So, three uh, D fun. We have a, a lot of products. So we have uh, a unique line called the Pumpkin People, and I actually have one right here. I didn't know you were going to ask me to show you, so sorry. If I have to get up here. So this sure. is called the Pumpkin People, and you it you know holds a pumpkin head and it becomes a pumpkin person this is the scarecrow (laughs) he was a big hit we just brought him out you know this year it's it's resin great quality i mean look at the artwork you know it's incredible we have the skeleton grim reaper and the witch
1: and is this sold all year round or just you know in, um, they in- are
2: and you know we brought them out and we actually weren't expecting to bring it out last year we brought them out one week before halloween but that's not what we were shooting for we really were anticipating this year and they sold out you know within its first week so they've been a real big hit and then you know our seasonal line has grown a lot We. Since that's the carving pumpkin, we've come up with the no-carb pumpkin. As a mom that's busy, I love the no-carb pumpkin. It's LED lights, their faces, you just push it on, you know, little uh, pegs in the back, push it in a pumpkin, and it becomes a lit-up pumpkin that looks like you carved. So there's there's all kinds of seasonal products that we have as well.
1: So, so how many of your products are regenerated? Because you got three kids, right?
2: Yes. But I'm very organized and I think that that is the key to life. You
1: so so my, my question more specifically, how many of your products are really inspired because you're a busy mom, an organized mom, and coming up with solutions to help other moms?
2: You know, I listen to my kids over the years, I must admit to that, and they'll tell you that they've tested everything, they've had to wear everything and try everything. <laughs> So, you know, their feedback has been priceless, right? Because kids will tell you everything, you know, off their mind in a second. But um, I think that, you know, they inspired me as a whole. I mean, just knowing that, you know, I can create something for them that they love that provides safety, that to me is worth everything.
1: But also creating things that would make your life easier. I mean, you just said it. I mean, you have a busy mom and, and doesn't have time to carve the pumpkin. But you've created an alternative that's just as cool, maybe even better in some, some form um, to help women and, and their kids, right? That's right. I think if you really slice
2: up the hours in a day, you know, um, I know my schedule is really tight. But, you know, I, I never, never interfere with homework time. I never interfere with the, you know, the important hours that are important to a child's <laughs> development. And you just, you know, you have to be involved in that. And I think if kind of go in it with that structure, then you become very organized.
1: And how do you do that? How, how did you do that?
2: I just, you know, we're on a time schedule and we always were. So being on that time schedule, you know, it puts them in this robotic mood. You know, they come home and they know it's homework time and, you know, you're just very structured. I can't say I've done it alone. You know, we definitely have family that pitches in and helps. With any other family, or with most families, I should say. But um, so I think that that's definitely the key. You know, you have to be structured. It's the only way. I right. think.
1: Structured and support, and and quite honestly, it's a full time job. I mean, I'm sure you've had to compromise some things in your life. That's but then right. the payoff is still pretty good, right? That's right. Wow. You do. You so. do
2: sacrifice a lot at first, without a doubt. And I think that's time. You know, Mm -hmm. you put a lot of time into your business, right? So all the fun stuff kind of goes out the window. You don't go out as much anymore. You don't, you know, you kind of skip the dinner dates, you know, that you might go out to. You don't, you don't seem to go shopping as much anymore, but if it's something that you want to do, then it just doesn't seem
0: like work. Do you miss that Bart? Remember those days?
1: Remember Well, I was just going to say, and, and I just didn't want to disappoint you, Blade, but, you know, I've been trying to go out on a date with her for the last five years. <laughs> and that's never happened.
2: <laughs> don't listen, I know.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't.
1: <laughs> so so he, here's the thing that, that I, that I won't, you know, want to know. And because I have a lot of respect for people that accomplish stuff. You know, and, and a lot of people are just kind of talking and they're kind of at the victim of, of the life and, you know, this problem and, and that problem. And, and, and they just don't seem to take care of their own stuff. But here are you, and I'm not going to quote your age, but I kind of know you, can, you mm-hmm. can probably tell close to how old you are. You know, you've got three kids and um, pretty much managing most of their lives on your own. You get a little bit of support. And in addition to that, you know, you have created a company that's extremely successful with 27 products worldwide and you're 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 all self-educated. Yeah, you have a mentor. I think that's badass. I think that's really cool. And I have a lot of respect for that.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely the team around you. I mean, this is not you never do it by yourself. And I think you know the key to recognizing the people around you and appreciating them. You know to kind of go through those beginning years, that is worth a lot to me.
1: So, so here's a touchy question. All right, and if you don't want to answer, that's fine. You don't have to. But what's the kind of response that get, you get from other people? And, and the reason I ask this is, is this. And um, I, I love Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway, and I and I, I love watching movies, by the way. And there's a really cute scene where um De Niro is taking the little daughter to the playground to a birthday party and you know De Niro sits down on the bench and talks to these two women there and he basically says wow you guys must be really proud you know of Anne for what he's what she's doing and the response was kind of gruff and, and 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 whatever and so what kind of responses are you getting from the community from people especially other women when it comes to the fact that you're this go-getter You're working your tail off. You're doing things that, quite frankly, most people, even men, aren't doing.
2: Well, thank you. You know, I I think it's a very positive response. I think Mm -hmm. at the beginning, um, you know, you might get more of the negative responses at the beginning because people can't get their head around it, right? It is difficult when you just kind of say, I'm going to start my own business. You know, there's a lot of challenges. So I think at the beginning you might get some resistance, you know, but I definitely think overall it's been very positive.
1: What's your website address, by the way? I'm going to type it in for you.
2: Uh, we have uh, go3bglobal.
1: Hang on a second. So www, w, yeah. right? Go? Yeah.
2: Go, the number three, the letter B, global.com, and then uh, 3bfun.com.
1: 3bfun. Three, uh, three so, so obviously you need to manufacture these things. Um. So, um, your manufacturing is mainly overseas. Is that correct? That's correct. So, what was that experience like? I mean, how how did you go about that? And and I'm sure that was an interesting experience for you.
2: Yes, it definitely was. I've uh, again, a lot goes to my mentor. You know, he uh, has been active in China for uh, fifteen years. Um, I will say that I learned a lot. You know, from him. Um, I wanted to go after, I mean, my whole goal was to bring great products for great price and, and have them affordable. And we all know why, you know, manufacturers manufacture overseas to get the, the price to be affordable. There are excellent manufacturers. There are, you know, great factories um, in China. The, you know, the hardworking people it just depends on, you know, where you go. And I would say the same with, you know, the USA. I, I would there's great manufacturing companies here, and then there's some that may not be so great. So I think wherever you choose to manufacture your goods or start your business, again, the research is most
1: important. So Finding- what's, been your, what's been your biggest challenge?
2: Um, well, we actually uh, developed a company in China, so we had a lot of challenges with that. Um, it wasn't easy, you know, getting your company up and running in a different country, um, but we definitely have uh, passed, you know, obviously all the regulations, went through all the hoops, and we're proud to say that we have a company in China that we fully have regulated, we have control of, and that was always our goal. So okay. that was probably our biggest challenge.
1: Do you speak Chinese? No. No. <laughs> No,
2: I don't. I, I know a lot. I can understand a lot, but I definitely don't take
1: that. <laughs> so one question that I have then for you is, you know, how do you keep on working all these hours? I mean, what kind of resources do you tap into besides the fact that, yes, you're very passionate? Yes, you have a purpose. You know, what's what's that internal fire? What's that internal decision or thought process that you use and and still you know be this incredibly nice person as well
2: thank you i think you know uh it was hard one challenge that was tough for me is you know getting your team right and and growing that team and managing that team and delegating delegating means you have to let go and you have to trust and so when you have the right people around you growing that team is is key you want to grow your company so definitely, the you know at this point we manage a lot, we oversee a lot, and make sure that you know it's trickled down properly and everybody's doing you know their their right position. So I think that that's most important at this point for me, and that's okay. that's what keeps me going.
1: <laughs> okay, and and what do your kids tell you about the work that you do, and and do you ever talk about? Do they ever contribute new ideas as far as? new products and, and you are, know, are they like here? i said i mean there's
2: always you know they're always one of the you know part of the groups that we do research with they always give their two cents and they always wear them and try them and their their feedback is priceless but um yeah they have they have definitely uh you know are involved a lot they're older now you know so because they're older they have a lot more involvement they've been around the business for a long time and any mother any parent wants to pass it down so you you know you teach them on a
1: one-on-one level, every day, almost.
2: You know, my so, parents used to do that. They would, they would pound in my head what if they, what they wanted you to learn in life. So I kind of got that in me to, to do that to my children.
1: <laughs> so are are any of them aspiring uh, to follow you in your footsteps or joining your your company or, or have any of them actually you know gone on your trips and? you know
2: my yes my firstborn michael he definitely uh you know definitely sees himself growing into this position And i gotta say you know i definitely see him growing into the position very smart kid um but i never will you know i always tell my kids to, to go after what they want because i certainly was able to do that i want to make sure that they have that opportunity
1: so as you're building your business um, what do you see kind of like in the future and I'm not so much saying okay this product or that product but where do you see this company going if that's something that, that you're allowed to share with us
2: oh absolutely growth um, I definitely hope to see this company a you know, strong company in a hundred years from now and I want 3D to be a global name and strong name that everyone recognizes um, growth is definitely you know our number one goal
1: and, and so the whole image or identity of 3B Global is, is more from the aspect of, of fun and affordable? I mean, would that be accurate? Correct. Yes, that is correct. Home goods that are fun
2: and affordable and safe.
1: So now that you've got three categories, so one is the dental, are you, are you still developing more dental products? Or are you now going more in the, the fun, fun genre?
2: Um, it wasn't. So much just the dental product, it was about killing the bacteria. So that's a serious line.
1: And um, the, the, the,
2: the growth of that department is making sure that you know, products are safe. So if it's sanitizing your toothbrush or bacteria that lives on you know, um, silicone, that whole department is dedicated to killing bacteria and keeping our products cleaner. Um, so it wasn't so much gear just in the dental community.
1: And that, that's an important issue from a medical aspect because isn't it true that um, your dental hygiene has a lot to do with uh, cardiac disease? Uh, can you enlighten us a little bit about yeah, that? You
2: know, I mean, toothbrush bacteria has always been an issue. We've recommended over the years for you to bleach your toothbrush. We've recommended uh, dishwasher, microwave, hydrogen peroxide. But none of them have really been a great solution. I mean, you know, we tell you to soak it in bleach and then go brush your teeth. I mean, it can't be that healthy for you, right? But it was always better than not cleaning it or disinfecting it, so we took one for the other. Well, with that being said, it just made sense that we would, you know, sanitize our toothbrush every day. Clean it, kill the bacteria that lives in it. And then, of course, you know, when you look at other uh, material like silicone, where babies put pacifiers in their mouth, there's just as much bacteria that's harmful for them. But as far as the connection to uh, the body, you know, it's it's in a warm environment, it grows quickly. We have a lot of different bacteria in the mouth. 85 to 90% of the population has some form of gum disease. That bacteria is not healthy, it's aggressive and multiplies in a travel structure system. And every single organ, is somehow attached to your mouth. The heart, liver, lungs, you name it, that bacteria will get to those organs. And that's what that bacteria is designed to do, is to cause disease. And over time, that disease or that bacteria, you know, causes stress on the body. And causing stress in an organ, you would know a carotid causes diseases and causes it to shut down.
1: I think I better get one of those. What do you think, Blade? <laughs> Yep. Uh, so uh, the other thing that, that's interesting, um, you know, is, is this, and, and I don't think people really understand this part. And um, so I'm going to test you, but this, this, is a, this is a nice test. This is not going to be a test that's going to be bad or tough or, you know, challenging or anything like that. So are you familiar with the term microbiome? Microbiome? Bi- bi- Biome. Yeah. Yes. So if we have 70 trillion cells, body cells, human cells, do you know how many bugs we have? Um, when you say bugs, are you referring to microorganisms? Yeah, any kind of microorganisms in our body. So you said 70 trillion. Uh-huh. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Do you know Blade?
0: Well, a percentage of the 70 trillion, right?
1: So we have 70 trillion cells, right? Okay. And um, see, you know, Blade told me I got to kind of spice this up a little bit. I can't be just talking. So now, I'm, now he's on the spot.
0: No, so, well, uh, I'm, well, I'm trying to figure this out because there's processes of deduction that's available here. Now, if it's 70 trillion cells we have, you know, and oh, yeah. some of those have bugs. Right? What, I'm asking the question: How? What percentage of our 70 trillion cells have bugs? See, that'll answer the question. So, stumped you, didn't I? On your own uh, question. That's what no, you get. That's
1: not gonna work. Okay. <laughs> how, many, how many bugs do we have there, Blade?
0: I, I'd say, <laughs> what? Let's triple that. Let's go with uh, uh, Let's go with uh, 210 trillion bugs. Oh,
2: very good. Higher than that. Was he right by triple?
1: No, no, it's actually 700 trillion. And it's ten times the number, and so we have a whole system.
0: Yeah, at least it's higher. That's right.
1: So we have a whole system within us that are microorganisms, and you know a lot of you know interesting facts are coming you know to the forefront in in regards to that, and uh, it's absolutely fascinating. So it's kind of hard to tell you know what direction all this is going to go to, but the truth is is that whatever it is that we're doing is, is feeding these microorganisms and if we have 10 times the number of microorganisms that that we have in our body than human cells you can get, you can be guaranteed that whatever we feeding these organisms is also affecting in essence 10 to 1 you know our the rest of our body and so indeed it's it's critical that we do that we are mindful of things like this and mindful of what we eat and certainly anybody who's listening in if you don't have one of these these systems to clean your toothbrush, then by all means, go get it. And for that matter, you know, go get your teeth cleaned, you know, once a year. Um, so we have about 10 minutes left or maybe eight minutes left and, um, getting back to some of the other fun products, um, that you have out there, but more importantly is this, is that, you know, building a business, any business, um, you know, is, is tough. It's hard. And so I'd like to hear a little bit more about your insights and your experiences. And, um, and are you also part of, say, like a a woman's entrepreneur group that support each other and things like that? I mean, what sort of other support mechanisms besides just, you know, either um, going to some business courses, which are out there going to some personal development courses, which you can do, you know, what, what kind of groups are you aware of that people may go to that perhaps supported you or you wish you did have? Because I'm not aware of that many myself.
2: You know, that's a great question. Um, I definitely have been involved with many different groups. You know, you want to always know what you don't know. And so I've always listened. I've loved listening to, you know, different businesses, even if it doesn't relate to manufacturing. Just the struggles. So there's a lot of meet and greets, right, within our community. A lot of events that I definitely attended, especially more at the beginning. Um, and I think that that, that helped just in understanding just challenges as a whole or, you know, how, what their ideas of, you know, how they, they came to, uh, to life and, you know, how they grew their, their group. And my mentor, like I said, uh, you know, there was definitely a lot of light that was shined for me. So we always, to this day, you know, we call it fun lunch, but we meet on a regular basis, and we always talk about different things. So I think always having someone in your right corner who's, you know, involved in your business but's been, you know, longer at it than you have definitely helps a lot.
1: So do you have some people always um, or some people have mastermind groups? I mean, do you have a mastermind group like that that meets on a regular basis and and help each other with with different issues, challenges and things like that? I do have um, we I mean, there's different groups that I've
2: been involved with. Some I haven't enjoyed so much and I certainly don't want to highlight that, um, that I didn't feel like I got a lot out of. but the, the groups that, that I've involved myself now with are really the circle of friends that I've made over the years. And those circle of friends, you know, have all their businesses and we always kind of communicate with different things. All right.
1: yes.
0: Is your, um, Terry, is your mentor a girl?
2: Uh, no, he's a man.
0: It is, and you have fun lunches?
2: Yeah, we have fun lunches.
0: <laughs> Men don't have fun lunches.
2: No, don't go there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't do that,
1: no no, uh, you know, come man. on man, I mean <laughs> we,
0: we go, yeah, we go eat cheeseburgers and talk about girls. That's what we do, right, Bart. that's our no, fun that's lunch when
1: we, no, that's what we just and
2: and we his wife and his wife are great mentors, so but it's not just them, it's the team you know, and the team that they developed um has been you know great by our side over yeah. the years.
0: One more question. Did you, did you, um, so in developing this business, did you have time? To, did you have to quit your real job to do this?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where, you know, eventually, you're, you're, especially if it's something that you're going after and you're building, the more you build, the more you're bringing in and the more time you need to give it. So, yes, it definitely got to the point where I had to make that choice. You know, again, that business plan has a lot to do with when you make the choice to leave. And how much funding you have at that time, all that has to play a role, right? So it may not be the time that you're, you know, that you can fit in. You know, can I leave my career? How many hours can I give to the business? Um, there's always a sad part of you that you know leads your career, right? To to kind of you know do your own business, but then of course, there's that really exciting moment, um, you know, to build your own business and, and build it into something. But all that really stems from the business point.
0: Did you have, to, have a, um, to get a big business loan or a small business loan? And was that difficult?
2: Um, you know, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely, you know, loans along the way that help. Um, and, you know, building the business credit is very important. Having your own credit to support it is very important. Planning that all out is extremely important, especially today. Banks are not on your side right now to lend money. So, you know, there's there's definitely challenges and then it gets it does get easier. I mean, you, you know, you start finding investors just depending on how, how much you want to grow. Um, and then you have a story to tell. Once you have a story to tell and you have some proven sales, now it's about the story of what you've done. You know, standing in this position is what I'm going to do. And so you have to have that funding to be able to get to the point of this is what I've done. We're proven. And that's important.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, do you find it was, was it harder being the woman or, or being a woman in this situation or not?
2: No, honestly, no, I didn't find that to be challenging at all.
1: And, and your initial financing, um, did you rely on family as well? And, and, and was it also through banks or were you able to get like VCs to, to help you, you know, with your startups?
2: I think with your startup, it's always your own pocket you know, and family, right? So um, I think kind of what what you know kind of kept me going is obviously you never want to lose your own money and you certainly don't want to lose someone else's. So you know it was a big, firm decision you know that you have to be all in, right? Cause there are moments, I promise you. there's moments that pass by that gosh, you just want to throw in the towel. you know it gets really challenging. A lot of challenges along the way that you didn't expect, and um, you have to weather the storm on every level, emotionally, financially, and mentally. So if you have all that in place, I think for family support at the beginning is probably the most important Or your own funding. You're able to save that much. Go ahead, Blake.
0: Do you have um, somebody that does your mailing for you and your buys and all that kind of stuff? Has it gotten to that point where you don't mail anything?
2: You know, we, we're, we're medium-sized growing into big size. So we definitely still have – I definitely still have a lot of hands-on. and um, But, yes, I do have my teams, mm-hmm. you know, that do a lot of work. But, we, you know, we are, our warehouse is in California. We have a large warehouse. I mean, we obviously have the team over there, and we have the team also in the other country.
1: Team Gary. So, so getting back to what you were saying earlier, I mean, there were times that you wanted to give up um and what was the situation that that you know caused you to want to do that i mean what what kind of things were showing up and and what did you do just to stay in the game
2: you know and i can't say it was like like wanting to give up like it was a struggle you know am i, am I deciding to be here or am i deciding to leave but you just you get tired you know and you still have you know 40 more hours to go and you always feel behind and the pile just keeps growing and you don't have the team. You know that that was one of the biggest struggles. Is that you know you don't have the team yet, and you don't quite have the capital to get this big team that you need. So you have to pick and choose. You know what you want to develop strongly, and how are you going to grow this? Um, so I think uh, I'm sorry. I don't think I answered the second half, which is what kept me going. Is that that fire that you know I probably can't explain the fire that keeps you going, excitement of it all.
1: So I, I wanna thank you, Terry. And I'm, I'm delighted to be having this conversation with you. And I, and I hope a lot of people get to listen in and, and also connect with you and contact you because you're truly an inspiration and you're very, very humble about it. And, but you've been extremely successful. And, and, and yeah, you're not in the tabloids and that's not what it's about, but you've done this on your own. And you've picked the right people, you've picked the right team, you've had the endurance. And I think that's phenomenal. I think that's a wonderful inspiration you know, for, for anyone, and not just women, but men as well. And, and I really want to honor you and respect you for this. And I certainly hope, again, that a lot of people get to hear the story and possibly even contact you and possibly even collaborate with you as well. So I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation, hashtag real people, hashtag real conversations, bringing new voices to the table, to the platform so that you can create new solutions for you, making the shifts, tapping into your authentic genius and creating the life that you desire. Thank you. Until next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.